You're listening to Thoughts of Thaddeus, a show dedicated to people wrestling with life and faith. Here is Pastor Nick Pierce. Welcome to the podcast. Coming at you again, this is Nick Pierce hosting Thoughts of Thaddeus, uh, just a podcast uh, about a discussion about life and faith. Let's jump into it. I was reading Galatians Uh, Chapter 6, verse 10. So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, especially those who are of the household of faith. What I love about this verse is as we have opportunity, meaning you will have opportunity to exercise your faith. Nobody can stand here in a, in, 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 a, in a church, in a group of believers, in a fellowship and say, I love Jesus. I want to I wanna tell people about Jesus. I want to disciple people. I want to live for him. I want to do the things that he's called me to do. I just don't have any opportunities to do that. If that, if that truly is, um, let, me, let me push back a little bit. That's not an external problem. Like when somebody says, I I don't have any lost friends or I don't know any lost people. And I know it can be quick to think that because you grow up in a Christian home. You maybe even go to a Christian school or maybe even work in ministry and you're just super surrounded by people that are already saved and or being discipled. I get that. That can be a very real thing. But that's not an external problem. That's a heart problem. That's an internal problem. Because as we have opportunity, we need to be seeking the Lord and saying, you know, Lord, you are at work in the hearts and the lives of people that are around us. And it might look different. It might not be like your normal ministry. Uh, A pastor that we used to have uh, quite a few years ago, one of his best ministry uh, fields was a Wendy's. A Wendy's, right? Like, there was, it was just up the road from the church, and no matter what, he always ate lunch there or breakfast. But he would, you know, when he had to leave and go to lunch, that's where he would go. Or if you, if um, like one time I wanted to meet with him about something and, and uh, said, he said, hey, you want to go to lunch? I said, sure, where at? Wendy's. And then when I started getting that, it's like, you didn't even have to ask him anymore. You know, it's like, hey, you want to have lunch? Yeah, sure. All right, I'll be there at 10. And we, or 10, who eats lunch at 10? I'll be there at noon. And you just knew. It was going to be at Wendy's. And I kind of finally asked him, I was like, like, do you have stock in Wendy's? Like, why? I mean, like, fast food's fast food. I get it, you know. Uh, and Wendy's is probably in, the, in my top. But, like, uh, and there wasn't many in the town. So I thought maybe just out of, that was it. But it's like, you don't even try anywhere else. And he said, no, this is where I'm trying to reach people. He goes, I'm almost here every day. Even if, even if I just want a coffee or a, a Coke or a tea or something, I'll come here and get it so that I can see these people day in and day out. And, and just by eating lunch and being present, and the, and the key there is consistency, he was given opportunity to share life with them. And so you got these people that I'd never seen walk into our church, but they're coming up and he's counseling them. He's praying with them and for them. And, and he's telling them about Jesus. And it just hit me. It was like, that's the opportunity that God gave him. Now that's, you know, he was a senior pastor. He's 
preaching on Sundays. He's got he's running a church and discipleship programs, and and he could have easily said, yeah, you know, uh, the church just takes up too much of my time, and that's where I need to put my focus. But he always had this little side mission field there at Wendy's, and it and so as we have opportunity, that it might look different. It might be pick pick a place that you could consistently eat at multiple times a week. If you, you know, for those that go to lunch to different places or go to go out to eat consistently for lunch or something like that, I just encourage you, what if you narrow down the, the restaurants that you went to so that you could deepen the relationships? Uh, I did that naturally, uh, not trying to do it for any kind of faith or spiritual reasons. I just loved uh, this Chinese restaurant when I was a pediatric nurse. Uh, for about eight years. Well, we were at this one place for about four or five years, and I would probably go to this Chinese restaurant, uh, don't judge me now, like three, four times a week. Like one, it was cheap. Two, it was a buffet. So I could just like go there. I was limited on time. The food's ready. I don't have to wait to order. I could I could wolf down and mow down a buffet of food and, and get back to the office. I mean, it was just the best of all worlds. And and then they started kind of like, all right, here, consistency. This guy's always showing up. He always has scrubs on. Um, and, and to be honest, there was a little bit of a language barrier, but I started getting to know them and they kind of knew me and they wouldn't even like ask what I wanted to drink or they just kind of knew, they just knew my order. They knew me and, and we started that relationship. Um, you know, hindsight, hindsight 2020, I, I wish I would have been more like my pastor at the time and started reaching out in there. Um, but it just challenges me that that happens naturally. And I had no spiritual motive in it and, and it was already happening. But how much more now when I'm seeking God saying, Lord, you're at work in the hearts and the lives of people around me. How is there opportunity for me to come alongside what you're already doing? in the work that you are doing. And see, that's just the most beautiful, that's a, for me, this is me. I think it's a better approach to evangelism because it's not about me and not about how well I can articulate the gospel or how I can turn a conversation to spiritual things. You know, that's kind of hard. Like I've tried that, it's super awkward. You know, you're talking about football and you know, maybe your favorite sports teams and it's like, oh, you know who I really like? I really like Jesus. Exactly. Like there's this like crickets. It's like, that's that. And, and then pretty much you just gave away, you know, you just showed your hand and, and honestly, people feel manipulated and nobody likes to feel manipulated or used or like, oh, I'm just your like spiritual project or something. And, you know, it, and it loses the sincerity of it. Um, and I think that's key is just, then it's not on me, but I'm connecting to God, saying, Lord, where are you at work in the hearts of people around me? And how can I step in and come alongside where you're already working? Because if the same Holy Spirit that lives in me, that's leading me, guiding me, giving me the words to speak, is the same Holy Spirit that is, is bringing grace into a person's life, that is opening their heart, their eyes, their ears to spiritual things like, He's done all the heavy lifting, you know, and, and is God not powerful enough and not omniscient enough, all knowing to be able to bring and cross our paths together 
Uh, and that's where it's just, even in our evangelism, you know, I know there's a lot of courses and books and stuff written about this is how you do it. it I think it's just dependency upon God to lead and guide and direct you and to understand that he is in control of this. And But as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone. And the other thing I like about this is nobody, you know, I love the line that nobody is too far gone past grace, right? Like, there is not anybody that Jesus looks at and says, you know what? Not you. I, I, I didn't die on a cross for you. Now, all these people I did, but you, nope, I didn't. You know, and, and if you, you can disagree with me, but just let me say it like this. If you believe that, that there are some people that are just so lost that how could they ever become saved? Look at the life of Saul, who later becomes Paul. Pretty much a terrorist to the early, early Christian church, what they call themselves the way. I mean, even by his own lips, he said he was a persecutor of the church of God. And he goes from arresting and murdering people to within three-year process, he's leading the church. He's, he's the leading missionary in the sense. And he's, he wrote most of the New Testament. So if you believe that somebody is too far gone past grace for salvation, rip out most of your New Testament because it was written by a former terrorist. To try to give it like a modern-ish day concept. Imagine uh, Osama bin Laden. Instead of being killed, one of he was evangelized to, one of he was told about Jesus and he responded. And then in three years from the moment of that, then instead of SEAL Team 6, it came in with, and I had nothing clever there, but it, it, it was missionaries that reached him and his heart was opened uh, to the gospel. Or maybe a vision of Christ opened his heart uh, to the gospel. And then in three years, guess who the guest speaker is at your missions conference at your church? Yeah, Osama bin Laden. See, a lot of us would be like, nope, I don't believe it. But we have no problem picking up the Bible daily and reading his own words. That's who, that's who Paul was. And so nobody is too far gone past grace. And nobody's past disqualifies them to accept Christ. Because if so, then Paul would never be saved. But even Jesus said of Paul, he is my chosen instrument. And so on one side of the spectrum, you have that nobody is too far gone past grace, right? There's the, the, the prostitute, the drug dealer, the murderer, the thief. We are all the same. The, 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 the ground is level at the foot of the cross, right? And in the other side of the spectrum, Nobody's too far gone past grace to need it. I think uh, a guy that I read a lot for a devotional in the mornings, Paul Tripp, he says, he kind of coins the term a grace graduate. You know, I don't care if you've been walking with the Lord 40 years, 50 years, you still need grace. And me as a pastor, I need grace just as much as the person that's two days in their walk with Christ. And even though we might be dealing with different aspects of brokenness, we all have brokenness. And if we all have brokenness, we all need grace. 
Even though I may look different from person to person, we all need grace. And so there's nobody that's arrived. There's nobody that's plateaued and said, oh, I've made it. Here's my status. I don't even like the phrasing how people say that I am a Christian. Why don't you just say that you're Christian? Because to say that you are a Christian is, is almost like a status thing. Like, oh, you have your membership, your, your book is stamped, your passport, you're, you're good to go. Instead of just saying, I'm Christian, meaning the lifestyle that I live is to follow Christ. Because that's what Christian means, to be a little Christ. And how you act, how you behave, your words, your actions, is to be a little Jesus walking around on this world and just reflecting his light. And so it's not a status. It's not something that, oh, okay, I've done this, I've done my work, and now I can sit back and and coast in retirement. I don't need uh, as much grace as, as that person. To be honest, I think it was Dallas Willard one time that said, it's the Christian that burns through uh, more grace. It's the saint that burns through so much grace. And even Paul, later in his life, the things that I want to do, I don't do them. And the things that I, I, I don't want to do, that's what I do. He, and he goes on, he's like, how wretched am I? He still needed grace. And so do we. Nobody's too far gone past grace to be saved. And nobody's too far gone past grace to need it. There was a story of a in, in Bible college. There was like a 70, 70 some year old man that is it was the professor and was teaching and he'd come in and he'd pray before every uh, lecture. And he prayed, uh, and again, I always go back to the, you know, we need to be more real, need to be more transparent. Check out a previous podcast about that, Prone to Wander. But this this 70-some-year-old man, professor in a Bible college, university, seminary, whatever, is praying to open up lecture, and he says, you know, forgive this lustful old man. You know, and, you, and the and the story goes that the students, you know, kind of peeked an eye open and looked up, kind of looked at each other, like, did he just say that? And then after he closed his prayer, you know, one of the students, you know, mustered up enough courage, raised his hand, and kind of asked him, and you know, sir, w- w- when does lust stop happening? You know, is there a certain age? Like, are you just so old that you know you don't have to deal with lust? And and he was like seventy five, seventy nine. He's like, not at this age. That the battle, and and here's the truth, the principle behind it, the battle with sin, we will always have this battle with sin until Christ returns or he calls us home. The very last day of my life, if I live to be 113, I will battle the presence of sin in my life. Did Christ die for my sin? Absolutely. Has he forgiven my sin? Absolutely. Do I know that I'm going to heaven? Absolutely. But the battle against sin is a daily battle. And that is why I need the grace of God in my life. So as we have opportunity, Jesus has given us the grace to do good. So if he gives us the grace daily to battle sin, he will also give us the grace daily 
to do good as we have opportunity. Our faith should have a marked effect upon our lives in those two ways, how we battle the sin in our lives and how we step out, how we act in faith and to do good. So our faith should have a marked effect upon our lives. Lord, give us that grace today. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, feel free to contact me as always. Um, hope you have a great day. Blessings. Thanks for listening to Thoughts of Thaddeus. If you have any questions about God or want to get deeper into your faith, feel free to hit Pastor Nick Pierce up on Instagram at Nickus1. That's N-I-K-K-U-S-1. Thanks and have a great day.